Alright guys, how's everyone doing? Welcome to the Video Game Archives, the podcast. Uh, so, in this podcast we're going to talk about video games news, uh, a little bit of movie news, basically cover things about the past week in video games that uh, interest me. Alrighty. Um, so first up, I guess. So we're probably going to be talking about um, a little bit of Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony's um, announcement on working on a new console, and other things like that. Um, Alright, so first up. Apparently Microsoft is uh, closing in to buy another studio. What else is new, I guess, with Microsoft? Um, you know, they're trying to get more exclusives, obviously, to try to um, lower more people to the Xbox One or their next console as well. Uh, they're basically trying to set themselves up for a good launch for the next Xbox, which I think is a great idea. Um, I also think it's their plan to get their um, Game Pass to have more exclusive games to get more people on board to the streaming service. Now, that's a great idea. Um, whether the games they're picking up from these studios will they'll make good games is another story, but I think they want to set themselves up like Nintendo. Uh, they want to have a very strong first party and games you can only find on their system. Uh, smart strategy. I mean, Nintendo has basically kept itself alive by their own games. Which, hey, if it works, it works. Um, I haven't really played any of the games by the new studio. Uh, they're looking to pick up uh, Odiston. I can't even say it right now. Uh, entertainment. You know, none of the games they've uh, they have listed as their big games. I'm familiar with. Uh, their biggest known game is Knights of the Old Republic Two. And Fallout New Vegas. I know the two games, but I've never played them, so I really can't say if they're a good company or not. But I've heard a lot of good things about both those games. I think this actually plays into their other strategy that they just announced as well. Um, Microsoft is looking to set up a streaming service so that way you could stream video games to your phones, tablets. Um, right now they're looking to call it Project X Cloud. And I think that's another th reason why they're picking up all these studios because they want to make sure they have enough good games where it gets people to want to be on this service and they know they have a handful of studios that are going to be making games for this service because they own them um i hope that with all the services they buy all the studios they buy they let them be them themselves they don't try to control what they do let them just be the studio that makes the games that publish exclusively for microsoft uh don't try to control them basically um, you picked them up for a reason, and that reason was because you wanted more game studios making games for your console. If you wanted to control the process of making the games, then you should probably just open up your own studio, which, you know, they do. So uh, I hope they just let the studios that they buy from here on out be their own studios that just exclusive for themselves. Uh, this probably won't be the last studio that they buy. 
um, because as this Project X Cloud gets closer and closer, they want more games to be on there with more exclusives. So it's a uh, it's a good move on their part. I don't know if I want to play my phone on uh, play high quality games on my phone, um, unless someone developed a really good gamepad that I could attach to my phone like the Switch, but also be small enough to carry it with my phone with ease. I'll, I'll just play my Xbox games at home because I'm not going to carry a 360 controller with me every place I go um, or an Xbox controller in general so for me to play it I don't like playing touchscreens I would never play a game like Halo touchscreen I just don't like the way it feels so I think they have a little bit more to go I like the idea I think the biggest thing I guess would be would be the fact that if I was at a friend's house, I could log in onto his computer maybe and stream the Project X Cloud there and then play my game at his house. That would be cool. Then anyone who who has a game, a computer, you could play your game. So I could see that as being a option for me anyways. Bring my laptop somewhere, I have the game. Um, but I guess if I'm going to bring my laptop, I could just bring a controller with me where any place I go. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's an option. But the odds are you go to a friend's house, they probably have Xbox controllers. You can sync them up to the computer and play. Um, now, if they released their own Xbox-style Microsoft controller that is really small and portable, like even smaller than the, um, the uh, Joy-Cons, when they're in their in their own little holder that could be easily portable yeah maybe that would work as a nice alternative um, so yeah I like the idea of the new studio I like the idea of the X cloud will I use it often I don't know that's that's the thing I'm I'm not really sure and are they going to charge a fee to use this? Is it going to be a free or do you have to, or all you need to do is just buy the game and once you own the game, you can stream it for free. If that's the case, okay, I like that. Uh, if this is going to integrate with the Game Pass and the fee, the service you pay for that includes Project Cloud, all right, I would probably buy the Game Pass at that point. I see a lot of benefits for it. Um, I like the games. It would probably steer me away from physical a little bit, but I like to keep my games physically, so maybe I'll just buy them as they become cheaper, which I kind of already do as it is. So, yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. Good job for Microsoft, taking some initiative. I think they really want to plan themselves really ahead of uh, PlayStation on the next lineup, but, you know, there's some room. Alright. Moving on to the next topic. So, the PlayStation Network is uh, allowing name changes now. Now, here's the thing. I didn't even realize you couldn't change your name for the longest time. Um, I never really went out of my way to change my name. I like the one I picked. Uh, I've had it since almost a decade now, probably. 
almost since the service is available. The first time, it's going to be free. Anything after that, Sony says it's 10 bucks or $5 if you're a member. Now, I guess this benefit for a lot of people that had a name they didn't like or they liked when they were maybe a kid and now that they're an adult, they're not a big fan of. Uh, yeah, it's about time, I guess, that they did that. I don't know if this has something to do with the, the next PlayStation that they need to do this change because of some type of changes they're going to be making to the system overall so it's kind of just they might as well do it right off the bat or they're hoping now they have so many members that they can make some money off of it by people just changing their name uh so i don't know for you fans that for you guys out there that are playstation network members uh what do you think are you glad that you can finally change your name um i'm okay with my name I honestly don't remember what my PlayStation name is. I think I know what it is. I'll have to look it up. And maybe I don't like it. I mean, if the first time's free, maybe I'll change it to something I like better. Speaking of Sony, so Sony is also suing hackers for selling PlayStation 4s that have been uh, jailbroken or hacked. That is, that's a new one. Um, I mean, I guess they're trying to protect their brand, but is it really wrong to sell a jailbroken um, PS4? I, I mean, I guess if it's loaded with pirated games, yes, because you're technically selling legal games. Um, I don't know. I think this is just a waste of time for Sony. How many people are actually going to stop jailbroken? breaking their ps4s and putting illegal games on it because someone got is being sued for selling it probably not a lot um they'll probably just not sell it online anymore they'll just sell it locally and still make the same amount of money if they're looking to sell it uh yeah i mean i guess i guess it makes sense um I think they're just wasting their time. People are still going to sell it. They'll just word it differently so people don't know it's jailbroken, but the people that are looking for it are... They know the word, the lingo, whatever you want to say. But... Yeah. Good for Sony, I guess. More on the Sony news. So Sony is... Releasing... Or Sony's talking about their next console. Admitting that they're finally working on it. I don't see how this is news, to be honest. Uh, who didn't know that Sony was working on a PS5? They're the number one console seller right now. The biggest share. It'd be dumb for them not to be working on the next console. So I don't really see this as much news. Uh, I guess what I'm looking for is when they start announcing the features. That's when it'll be actually worth talking about. Um, but right now, let's just go over some of the features that I would want. I think it's about time the PS5 is backwards compatible with all their consoles. Uh, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. Uh, how hard could that be for Sony? They make all, they made all the consoles. They know the emulation. You can even buy PS1 and PS2 games on PS4, or at least the PS3, uh, digitally. 
So why can't they just make an emulator that plays them on their next system? I'm sure someone at Sony knows how to make the software and emulate it. So as long as when they're creating this new PS5, as we'll call it right now, or PS Next, uh, they should at least take the idea that, all right, what system, what software needs to be on this hardware and try to work with it to make it work. Uh, also, I think it'd be nice if... I don't know. That's really the biggest feature for me. Obviously, it's going to be more powerful. It's going to have more RAM. There's really not much more. I mean, I would just say that make sure that they're making a PSVR 2 for it that's compatible with all PS4 PSVR games and future VS, uh, PSVR games. Other than that, that's about it. Now, should they bundle PSVR 2 with the PS5? That'd probably make it way too much money. The only reason why I say they should would be that it would allow, guarantee that almost everybody has PSVR. Now, what if they don't upgrade the PSVR, but they just make it so that it is smaller, more compact, cheaper to make with the same technology, but the PS5 would just upgrade the image to the to the headset to make it run smoother, would it only cost an extra $100 to throw in a PSVR at that point? Because, I mean, now you can get a PSVR for $200 when it goes on sale. Now, if they plan on selling the PS5 for $400 and it could include PSVR for $500, would you do two different bundles at launch to at least make it so half the sales are PSVR maybe? Or maybe a little less? And that would entice more developers to make it because they know so many PSVR, PS5s do have the headset. I don't know. I don't know. What would you want? Would you want a PS5, PSVR 2 to just be the same headset bundled in, but it's skinnier, smaller, cheaper to make, and really the PS5 is making it look better? so that way it can just be bundled at a cheaper price or would you want a separate psvr 2 with upgraded features and everything to make it more like a computer version at the two three hundred dollars separate buy i don't know leave it in the comments what you guys think uh for you guys watching on youtube and uh let let me know all right Next up, so speaking of PSVR, Borderlands 2 VR, coming to PlayStation 4 in December. Now this, I'm really excited about. It's, Borderlands 1 was my one of my favorite games when it came out. Um, Borderlands 2, I played a little bit with my friends. Border, Borderlands 1, I played all the time with my buddies. We beat the game with multiple characters and we tried doing the same thing with borderland 2 but we just couldn't get the time anymore we worked different schedules at that point and kind of fell off the game but now borderlands 2 vr so i've always wanted to go back to borderlands 2 but by myself i was never really like into go into the idea of going back so borderlands 2 is out i like that I'm really excited. 
that will get me to play the game again. Uh, especially because I think Borderlands 2's graphic style is perfect for VR. Uh, the cell shade, kind of cartoony look, I think works with VR really well. Now, will I be motion sickness with it? Hopefully not. They say there's a couple control schemes. You can teleport or use the controller. I don't know if I want to use the controller and just look around my head. I think I'd want to be move to teleport in and be moving shooting with like the um, motion controllers. Uh, I'll have to wait and see. Uh, they've done a couple cool things too. Is now uh, you can dodge bullets. You can do slowdowns and actions, and you drive vehicles in first person with weapons controlled by head movement. That's cool. Now, the only problem is it's a single-player game experience now, so they've, they've removed some of the multi-feature things that rely on teamworks. That That's a little annoying. Um, I don't get why you can't link up with someone who doesn't have PSVR and, uh, and play with them in standard mode. I'm not a technical guy, so I don't know. Like, maybe they tried it in limitations. Uh, limitations took it away. Now, I just hope this isn't going to be a sixty-dollar game. I hope, you know, it's twenty, thirty-dollar game at most. I know it's probably. I haven't read anything about being just a patch that people get it for free. But I doubt that. It's probably going to be a game where they try to make money off the game again. I'm okay with that. It's a cool feature, and it's another big game in VR. Uh, if Borderlands 2 can be VR, we should have tons of things in VR. So, I can't wait to see that. That's exciting to me. Alright. Let's move on to some Nintendo news. Alright, so... I know people probably hear a lot of this stuff already, but Bowsette. Someone decided to mod it into New Super Mario Bros. Wii as the final boss. And I have played uh, some New Super Mario Bros. Wii hacks or mods before. They usually come out really nice, and I like them. There's a couple that I, I played all the way through the game again, and it was really, really fun to revisit the game in a new way. So this has instead of King Koopa being the large you know enemy at the end it's Bowsette and I can't wait to try this one I think it'll just be a fun little thing I'm not really into the Bowsette uh, phenomenon but I do like that little mod and I kind of hope Nintendo takes the advice of everybody out there and do make a version of her in one of their games maybe in Super Smash Brothers or something so it's cool. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Um, just look up New Super Mario Brothers Wii mods for uh, for Bowsette, and you'll probably find them. All right, more Nintendo news. So apparently, someone decided to uh, play Mario Super Mario Party, which I guess let's get into Super Mario Party first. I've been watching people play it on YouTube, live streams, and stuff like that. Um, I didn't want to get the game when it launched because I was worried it'd be not a good game. 
Uh, I wasn't a big fan of 10. 10 was still fun to play, but it wasn't Super Mario Party in my mind. Um, 9, yeah, more of the same. Uh, I didn't like how they got rid of the stars the way they did, and coins, and changed all these things up. Then Super Mario Party got announced, and it looked like it went back to the basics. Boy, does it look like it went back to the basics. You know, very limited maps, or boards. Uh, the boards look really simple and basic. It almost feels like this is like Super Mario Party 1, that the first game they've ever made. Uh, I don't know if their idea is to make more downloadable content, sell boards that way, give a season pass, but I felt like this game should have had at least six maps right off the bat, and the, each map should have went from like easy, medium, hard. Two easies, two mediums, two hards, make the maps look really um, in-depth as you went on. But they just looked really simple. And I know I haven't played it, so I can't give it a, a fair review, but... I'm not picking it up for a while. Uh, I'm going to wait to see what Nintendo announces. Maybe a friend gets it and I try it. Because that is one of the games... Uh, a lot of my friends don't play video games too often, but Mario Party and Mario Kart is a big game among my friends, so they still play them when they come out. So if someone else gets it, I try it, then I can make a final judgment. But, yeah. Not, not a fan of the way it looks so far. Um, kind of disappointed. I think at this point, Super Mario Party for the Switch should have been a uh, Greatest Hits edition or a, you know, moving in, moving back in the right direction, taking some of the best minigames from the past, creating some new minigames this time. They should have just did it the Super Smash Bros. way. Super Mario Party Ultimate. You know, some of the best boards from all the games, some of the best minigames from all the games, and then four new maps that would have been nice and maybe the other maps you unlock in the game and then the characters and everything so I'm a little disappointed in the way it looks I'm definitely gonna have to wait but on the same news um, people have trying to figure out which dice to carry was the best so people have been figuring out the math the numbers and they've made a chart on which die, which player's dice gets you the best rolls. And did a whole chart. Uh, if you want to see that chart, uh, Kutako has it up on their website. And it's just it's kind of it's kind of intriguing to know. I would definitely pick a character based off of the, this chart if if it's accurate enough. It looks like Huh, which one's the best? King Koopa has a risk of rolling really bad, but he has a 50/50 chance of rolling an 8 or higher. That's good odds. Um I, I would definitely that would be my uh, my guy to go with so it's like they rank everybody their odds of like rolling a one to six and give you all the stats and everything like that so um, yeah I would uh, check that out and see uh, 
see which guy you usually play with and do they have is it against them or uh for them to play good in the game all right let's uh let's move to the nintendo switch controllers so nintendo is also releasing um well not nintendo itself but hori is uh releasing a gamecube controller for the for uh 25 dollars uh, i already pre-ordered one of these mostly because i like controllers that don't have a perfectly round uh analog stick i like the four corners or the eight points uh it just i like to know i'm locked into straight or locked into back um just because I have a finger that tends to drift just a little bit sometimes. And in games like uh, Super Mario Odyssey, when you're trying to roll and go straight, I would tend to go off a bit here and there. Um, so for me, that that's awesome. I want some pro controllers for my Switch, but I didn't really want to spend the $70. Now, I'm okay with wireless because I don't have to worry about charging. It comes with a 10-foot cord, and it has the home buttons on it. It looks just like the GameCube controller. And Hori doesn't make bad controllers, so for $25, I think that's good. It comes in uh, it comes in four four editions, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Zelda. I would suggest checking it out. I, I want to get the GameCube adapter so I can use all my other GameCube controllers, but I'm worried that uh, because it doesn't have a left L1 button, that that kind of limits it abilities to use i'm hoping this allows me to play it on any single game because it has it looks like it has dual lefts and dual right buttons with the home minus and plus so if it handles like a uh, a gamecube controller i'll be happy with that and for 25 dollars, i figure it's worth the try and be a good substitute to having a pro controller all right so that's the nintendo portion i think for now Let's move on. Okay. So, let's take a little movie break. So, movie break. Alright, movie television break. So, the first images of uh, Batwoman with Ruby Rose has uh, popped up. And I have to say, she looks like a cool looking... Uh, Batwoman character. Uh, I love the outfit. It kind of makes me wish they'd have a Batman on television now. Um, she looks cool in it. It's a great looking Batman outfit. Kind of reminds me of um, Batman and Robin, almost. From those movie era. She looks cool. I can't wait to see it. I'm kind of falling out of the whole Arrowverse thing. Um not a big fan of Supergirl anymore. Kind of just dragged on. Uh, Arrow is at that point where, unless they do something big for the next season, I'm probably done. Right now, the two that I really enjoy are The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, the Flash, because I think the team dynamic, I like all the characters really well. They work well together. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, I like the aspect because any episode, they can be in any time, any place. And I think that allows the show to be kind of fresh almost every single time uh, without feeling too drawn because even if they have a filler episode, it could be a cool episode about being in Rome and it's fun to watch. Where with Arrow, a filler episode is just like, why are we talking about this character? 
It's just the same old thing, repeat, repeat, repeat. So I'm glad that they're coming out with another show, but I hope it doesn't fall in the same trap as all the other ones. Um, I'm happy for it. Uh, I really wish they'd start making a Batman television series. I think that'd be awesome, but Batman's the only one DC can make money off of in the theaters, so I see them wanting to keep that as a main, screen, main, screen, uh, main movie product so not to diminish the quality of the uh, his appearance on the screen. But at least we get something, and I think Bat Batwoman's a great a great version. Um, I'm surprised they went with Batwoman, and not Batgirl. But hey, it is what it is. It looks cool. She looks really she looks really uh, awesome in the outfit. Hopefully, the writing does a good job, and they don't get hindered by trying to be like in the times or try to like cover all their bases, and they just write a really good superhero story. Uh, to me, I don't care that she's a female character or if she's a male character or whatever. As long as when they write it, they don't write it to try to force that down your neck. They write it to make it a good superhero story. So hopefully, it becomes a good story. Uh, so yeah, that's the big thing in television news that's, uh, that's sticking out to me. Um... I don't know. Venom I still haven't seen. People are saying that it's not that good or that it's good for being dumb. Uh, I'm really still looking to see it. It's just... I never had high hopes for it because I still think they should have introduced it with the new Spider-Man and went as a spinoff from there. I think they basically hurt themselves and have to like rework it into that story somehow. All right. Yeah, there's really nothing much more in television news. The things I'm looking forward to for uh, TV is the new Sabrina show. Uh, I really like watching Sabrina as a kid. I know now it's more of a horror-based, and I think that's going to be cool. Uh, I can't wait to watch that. Um, and that's about it. All right, let's move on from movies. All right. Forgot about this. Back to the Nintendo Switch real quick, guys. So, Nintendo Switch has added more games to the NES games library for their online. Now, not a lot, just three, but Nintendo Open Tournament Golf, Solomon's Key, and Super Dodgeball. I've never played the golf, and I've never played Solomon's Key. Um, but Super Dodgeball, I used to love playing. And I think that'd be awesome to have online. The ability to, you know, connect with a friend and then beat them at dodgeball, awesome. My only problem is if there's any type of lag, this game might be an issue um, because it does move pretty fast paced and it's kind of like an arcade style volleyball. It's not realistic. You got these little short chubby guys who can do little specials and throw the ball really hard. So it's kind of fast paced. So the lag might have an issue, but I'm so glad that they're coming out with that. So that that's that's the biggest. The other one, Solomon's Key, is a puzzle platformer. Um, so that's cool. I can't wait to try these out. See, that's what I like about these games coming out for free. Um, because they're coming out slowly, it kind of gives you a chance to try all the games. Like if they just kept coming out like 
all 50 they wanted for the year at once, you probably wouldn't play all 50 because you'd want to play another one and then you'd forget about it. At least now, coming out shortly after each one, you kind of have time to play it because these are, you know, 8-bit games. If you can figure out what you're doing and what strategy guides, you could probably beat almost any game within a couple hours, which is fine. Now, if you go out and try to beat it on your own without any strategy, it might take a little bit longer, but that gives you time before the next month comes out. And yes, uh, Ness Open Tournament Golf, not much to say. It's a golf game. I'll probably still try it out because I like the old school golf games. Simple, easy to play. Uh, also, along along with that, the uh, Legend of Zelda got an update to include special save data. So apparently now it lets you start a new game with the white sword, magical shield, uh, and all the other items and rupees and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. Now, my second playthrough, I would definitely probably try with new specials, but I think the first time you play the game, you should just find the things yourself. But that's nice that Nintendo's doing that. Uh, I hope they keep adding special additions to their games and maybe do their own ROM hacks to their own games so you get like a special Legend of Zelda with a whole new map or the bosses are a little bit different or that you can put a hard mode on or something like that. Alright, let's move away from Nintendo for sure now. Alright, the last thing I want to talk about for the day is is Fallout 76 so it's been um it was streamed recently and it didn't look good it looked really jaggedy uh, frame weight was was falling down it uh it looked like a really bad internet connection to be honest when you're playing a game so I don't know if and they displayed it on the Xbox One X. So I don't know if the game is just designed poorly or if it's a game that needs to be next-gen or if it's just they had a really bad stream at that point and they didn't realize it why they were doing it. I hope the uh, the game, when it comes out, fixes that. I don't know if they wanted to do this as a test to see what it would look like and then it turned out bad for them. Um, hopefully, this gives them... A little bit more information to fix that issue and correct it before it comes out I really want to try Fallout 76 but I don't if my Xbox One X can barely handle it then I would not imagine what people are gonna say when their PS4 or regular Xbox handles hopefully it was just them testing the waters and they knew it was gonna do that and they just wanted to get some real-world data but ugh. On top of that, Fallout 76 also won't be on Steam. Uh, they're going to be releasing it on their own website. And, I mean, it makes sense. You don't have to pay Steam to sell to put your game on their store, which then cuts into their cost. Um, I, I would have been angry with that uh, a year ago or two years ago. I don't play many PC games, but I like them on Steam because... They're all there in one place. I can easily download Steam, and then I have a nice little interface. But now that I use LaunchBox for my um, computer gaming, once I download the computer on the game, 
then I can use my LaunchBox interface to have all my PC games there. So it's not so much about the way they're displayed anymore that I care about. Yeah, I'd have to go out of my way to download the game separately. I do like Steam because it keeps everything nice and organized. Um, but now that I moved all my games to a portable hard drive so I can move it from computer to computer, it's less likely that I'm going to uninstall a game and then have to try to install it later. So, I mean, it's smart for them. It's definitely a marketing decision. So, I, gu I guess it's good. It's good for everybody because now you're connected directly with the company that makes it. So, you're not waiting for maybe Steam to approve something or to take longer to do patches or updates. It just keeps everything, no middleman at this point. Now, would that allow Bethesda to be like, well, now that we don't have a middleman, we'll charge like $10 less for the game? Probably not. I mean, if you're saving money not having Steam host it, you should pass it on to the customers. But, you know, obviously that's not going to happen. So now you're going to have to go to Bethesda.net uh, to download it. Not really a big deal. Uh, I would still prefer to play it on the console just because it's easier to use. But for you PC guys... That's probably where you're going to want to go. Um, now, hopefully, this doesn't mean more and more people start leaving Steam. I really like when Steam came around because you knew you could go to a place, you could trust the games for the most part. Uh, they would install easily and be ready to go. Um, I wasn't a big fan of PC games before Steam, so I wouldn't want to go back to the world where I had to go to multi-different places to find the game I'm looking for. Uh, but I guess... With the way the internet is today, it's different than it was 10, 15 years ago. So it's probably not... It's not a difficult move just to go to the website and download the game. Uh, so, good on Bethesda, I guess. Taking out the middleman, but too bad they're not passing the savings on to us. Alright, guys. So, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. Um... You know, not a lot of gaming news that really interests me. So the last couple podcasts have been shorter than normal, or shorter than I hoped for. I'd like to go for an hour, but I don't want to force and drag it out if it's not something I'm going to be passionate to talk about. Um, because if I'm not passionate to talk about it, or it doesn't interest me, then me talking about it is probably not going to interest you guys. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on podcast.com. And you can find me on iTunes and also on YouTube. Uh, I'm hoping this week that the podcast is broken up into multi-videos so you can pick the sections that you want to watch, plus a long video if you want to watch that. Alright guys, um, leave any comments about anything that I talked about today that intrigued you or you're looking forward to, and uh, alright, have a good night and keep on gaming.